Hey everybody, welcome back to the Empire State Conservatives Podcast. It's me, your host Evan, here with the infamous Gabriel Montalvo. I know we've been out for a little while. I had some back issues and I was not able to sit in a chair for a little while, but I'm back, I'm okay, and the world is still on fire and we are still going to burn as a country. But before we get into all of that, guys, make sure please visit our website at empirestateconservatives.com for links to all of our shows. There goes Gabe um podcasts and all of our merchandise which goes back into helping fund empire state conservatives podcast we are fully funded by you guys the fans so while we wait for gabe to get back i just want to remind you guys to please check out redlibertymedia.com brand new website is up brand new shows Uh, my first show will be up on there soon but also please go to their youtube page twitter and everything you can go at red liberty media and if you can check them out on patreon and help them out that would be excellent. And Gabe is back. Just enough time for you to finish the Red Liberty Media promo. Gabe, so let's get started before you disappear again. Uh, a few days ago was the anniversary of that terrible, terrible, terrible attack on our democracy, as the Democrats like to say, um, January 6th, which mm. essentially was a protest that got a little rowdy. And although the Democrats like to talk about it as if it's 9-11, only one person was killed, and it happened to be a protester. Who was unarmed, but because she was a white female, no one wants to talk about it. But I want to get your viewpoint on what you saw from the reaction, the overreaction, because it's a it's a blatant overreaction. All right. Kamala Harris comparing it to Pearl Harbor 9-11 is blatant gaslighting by the Democrats. But what did you see from the lesser known Democrats or what do you feel like this overreaction is coming from? The overreaction is really coming from stirring up a base. I mean, you have a bunch of. Uh, bleeding heart liberals that want to make January 6th worse than what it really was. So, of course, the best thing for their horrible base is to say, well, of course, this was worse than 9-11. This was worse than what even uh, the vice president said. She said it was worse than Pearl Harbor. All right, well, Gabe's audio just cut out. Um, He'll be back in one second. But... Uh, let's, I want to share a little something with you people while we wait for Gabe to come back because I'm going to beat him within an inch of his life due to these audio issues. Um, it's obviously a complete overreaction. This is absolutely ridiculous. To compare what happened on January 6th, which again, you can have whatever viewpoint you want on it, but let's talk about the facts of it. The facts of it were that President Trump held a rally because he believed that he got that there was unfair, that there was uh, fraud going on in the election and it needed to be investigated. A lot of people showed up. They marched over. He said to peaceably, peaceably march over. He wanted to keep peaceful. He did not demand any type of riot or insurrection or any of that other garbage that the Democrats tried to say that he did, which was absolute nonsense. And people went over and then it got rowdy and people started going in. They were let in by the Capitol Police. We've all seen the videos. It's not a conspiracy theory. It's not something that's misinformation. We've seen the videos of them being let in. The majority of the people walked in and were taking selfies. You had a few people who were breaking stuff. You had some people apparently climbing, breaking a door or a window and climbing through, which is where Ashley Babbitt was shot. But overall, this was not a riot. This was more peaceful than anything that went on in the name of George Floyd, right? In the name of Black Lives Matter, in the name of all this stuff that where they are burning down cities for an entire year. This is not even close to even that. And then you have elected officials like AOC saying, oh, my God, I feared for my life that day. It's a joke. 
It's a complete game. So it really is a whole bunch of gaslighting. And to have the vice president, again, to compare this to Pearl Harbor 9-11 is absolutely disgusting. She should be ashamed of herself. She should be censured. Like, this is absolutely ridiculous for her to say something like that. Well, you have those types of incendiary comments that um, that well, the left would like to call incendiary made by um, uh, Re- Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene, right? I mean, but she can get kicked off of Twitter for this type of, um, for her rhetoric to her base um, and to want to ask these types of questions, but the same can't be said from anyone on the left. So what you're really dealing with here is also a lot of technocratic uh, censorship where like, you know, who really holds the power? And in looking, in, in looking at that, you can see the Democrats can get away with everything and they're controlling the narrative. They'll repeat the idea that this was a domestic terrorist attack that fellow americans are domestic terrorists it's almost like a psyops operation where you keep telling the populace over and over the same the same thing they'll begin to believe it and you're pitting american versus american so they're polarizing the country under the guise of unity and it really does not benefit anyone other than these politicians it's like you repeat the lie enough it becomes the truth pretty much I, i mean Look at anyone who was there. Uh, look at anyone who was there at, on January sixth. A lot of people said that they thought that they were, they thought that they were invited to go in. Some people were pushed in. The guy who had his feet up on the desk, Nancy Pelosi's desk, he, there's a video of him. He's like, "I have no choice. I'm going in," because the the crowd was pushing him into the building. So I can only imagine how many people uh, had to go through that. Now, let's say this was an an insurrection, a coup as they like to say, our domestic terrorist operation. A bunch of unarmed people walking into the Capitol building. <laughs> oh, yeah. Emphasis on walking. Like, this was, like, past the, the you know, the breaking of the windows uh, and uh, barging through the door. Um, why is it that there are now over 700 Americans held in some of the worst facilities that this country has without any charges? There would have been charges. They haven't even been charged with insurrection yet. But or it's the Patriot Act. If we know someone who is held for a year, a year that, with no charges, under yeah, the no, that, that, Act, it's it's yeah. complete government overreach. It's absolutely disgusting. Mm-hmm. Well, in in going into that, uh, the BBC had asked me to give a quote on you know why I would be for against any sort of uh, you know January sixth commission. I said the initial one was the nine eleven style commission for uh, January sixth. To create a January 6th uh, investigation committee. And I said, one of the things I'm glad Mitch McConnell has done, you know, has actually shot down Pelosi's original version of having that sort of Patriot Act, big government, big brother, uh, I'm watching you mentality. I mean, but there are 700 Americans right now being held with any charges, uh, no charges of insurrection. I said, now, if they really had anything, don't you think they would have tried to arrest Donald Trump day one if this really was the insurrection that they're trying to hype it up to be? Because they hate him anyways. Like, they could find a way to fudge up the numbers to make sure that he gets put away for life and his kids can never run for office again. They can do whatever they want. We've seen that throughout 2020, up at like two years later, with their overreach with COVID. So my whole thing is, let's think critically about this. Let's think about the people who are rotting away, everyday Americans. I met a person who was on the Capitol Hill steps. I hope that she's still... Uh, you know, that I, I, you know, it was just a brief conversation, but I was like, so you were there. Um, what was it like? And this is when I was actually in DC. And she said, it was fun. 
you know she was like so what do you mean he was just funny? He's like, yeah, we were just hanging out on the Capitol Hill ste- on the Capitol Hill steps, and then the police told us to leave, so we left. I'm like, oh, I'm like that's it. She's like, yeah. So this whole violent day of whatever we there, you can't tell me that it was so violent when you have like you know little old ladies and grandmas standing there taking pictures with Capitol Hill police officers with the with police officers inside the um, the house floor saying. This is a very sacred area. I'm just going to stick with you guys and you know make sure you guys aren't going to destroy anything. But please, by all means, continue doing what you're doing. And the QAnon shaman making an ass of himself up on you know up in front of cameras. It's like there is a lot of context missing here to really justify any of this horrible gaslighting uh, language that's been used uh, for the past year. But what makes it even worse is that they talk about this as like. The, the day, like, democracy died and insurrection, you had cities on fire for eight months over the death of a drug addict criminal who threatened to kill a baby inside of a woman's womb with a gun. Like, and that was mostly peaceful protests, right? But the insurrection where, okay, maybe a few people got out of hand and they broke some stuff, right? It's not like they killed a bunch of people at all. No one was armed. It what like they it's straight gaslighting. It's absolutely like it's so ridiculous. It's one of these things where I'm like, okay, you don't approve of what they did, but let's not act like this was like like Reagan getting shot. Like this isn't a like this it shouldn't even be a thing. This should be over with. Well, you look at what BLM has done. BLM has attacked over and the Antifa. So the BLM slash Antifa race riots that happened in what they like to call the summer of love in twenty twenty. Uh, incited billions of dollars worth of damage. It caused over 150 um, federal buildings to be either under siege, like what we saw in, uh, what was it, in what, Seattle or Portland? Yeah, Seattle, uh, under federal buildings under siege, or um, they were vandalized. 150 federal buildings were vandalized under these, under these people. Uh, billions of dollars worth of damage. Over 2,000 officers were assaulted. And then you have January 6th, which was one one building, uh, very which few, was unoccupied uh, at the time. It was unoccupied at the time, and then you have the mainstream media saying, "Of course, the fiery but peaceful protest." You have Pelosi saying during the summer of love, "I don't know why there aren't uh, you know any uprisings." She said that the Speaker of the House said that. Then Chris Cuomo says, uh, "Show me where it says protests need to be polite and peaceful." Too many people see protests as the problem, not uh, the problem. Is no, sorry, no. The problem is uh, what forced your fellow citizens to take to the streets. And well, Max, Chris Waters, Cuomo, it's, it's in the Constitution. The bill number one, the First Amendment says peaceably assemble, not violently riot. Right. Well, you know, he got the cannon. But then you have the infamous Maxine Waters, the Waters quote regarding to the Trump administration. If you see anybody from that cabinet, you get out there, you create a crowd, and you push back on that crowd. Those are more incendiary than Trump saying. Fight like hell. We're going to fight like hell. So you have representatives, elected representatives, people like Pelosi, who have a, who is what? She's third in line for the presidency? So, Which is horrifying, considering yeah, horrifying. who else is in the presidency and who's second in line. <laughs> right. So you have Pelosi, who's third in line for the presidency. And then you have people from the legacy media outlets, such as Chris Cuomo, uh, you know, and CNN telling you, that there needs to be more uprisings, there needs to be more violence, it should make you feel uncomfortable, which means more burning and looting and rioting. But then 
you don't afford that same courtesy to those at the Capitol building where those people felt like they weren't heard because they had reason to believe that the election was stolen. And there, there could be a lot of evidence to support that, but they feel as though their voices aren't being heard. So they protest. And then because of a few bad actors, remember, it wasn't everyone in BLM that was rioting. It was just a few bad people. Same could be said about this. But now you have how many people in prison versus who are the people who shot David Dorn? Where are they? Officer David Dorn was killed, uh, and nobody knows the names of the people who, who murdered him. And what's crazy Nobody is we know that the FBI has drone footage of all of these riots because it came out during the Kyle Rittenhouse trial. So we already mm -hmm. know that there's a same amount of government overreach under the Patriot Act, right? And they, like you said before, Pelosi wanted to do this under the Patriot Act, which thank God they weren't, which is the Patriot Act is possibly the worst piece of legislation ever put into place in the history of this country. But we know that they have video surveillance of all of this. So why is nothing being done? because they don't want to do anything. If they start arresting people, right? They start arresting black men or Antifa members for killing David Dorn, it goes against their narrative. We, we heard about this through Project Veritas that CNN tries to bury anything that has to do with an African-American committing a crime, right? They do this, they, all the media is doing this now. If it's a white, if it's a white perpetrator, they put in the title white. If it's not, if he's if he's a person of color, as they like to say, they put in no race. They just say suspect. It's all gaslighting. It's all signaling. It's all designed to mentally manipulate you. And it's absolutely disgusting that people fall for it. No, certainly. I mean, you have people like John Sullivan, who was the who was a BLM actor slash Antifa person. He's mostly associated with BLM. But his organization is literally called Insurgents USA. Insurgents are what we are, are what uh, the military, U.S. military, has fought during the, the during the war on terror. Those are people who are professional disruptors uh, to uh, you know the, the the country's government, uh, very sub, uh, subversive terrorists, if not borderline. And this guy was infamous for actually starting and creating problems in Utah with his organization. Which and these were people who were carrying firearms, who did use their firearms to intimidate, um, you know, people on the right for showing it to counter protest. And they, these people were violent. But he has footage going into the Capitol. He was the one who actually captured the footage of, uh, you know, uh, Ashley, Ashley Babbitt getting shot. And he has uh, on footage, he has, uh, you know, he's saying the words like, uh, you know, this, and I'm paraphrasing here, uh, this crap is ours, you know, we're going to burn this to the ground. That's very incendiary inflammatory language. And he gets let off. He gets let off super easy because he's a part of this group. But other people, other journalists, because that's what that's the BS uh, thing that he got away with saying that he was a journalist when everyone knows that he's not. He is a rioter through and through. But all these other journalists weren't afforded that same courtesy if they had, like if they had a, a press badge, of course, but if they were people from independent media outlets, no, you were held, and you were questioned. You you had that same type of, uh, you had that same type of uh, threat level, um, right off the bat. But not with people like John Sullivan, who have been known to cause issues. So, again, it's all about picking favorites. And I mean, the FBI has more and has increasingly seemed more and more uh, like a secret police to the United States, serving the elite politicians versus actually trying to to serve any sort of justice. I mean. Does anyone remember the Governor Whitmer plot 
when people said that when the media outlets said, oh, my God, you know, there's this terrorist organization that's the, out there of, of rogue Americans trying to take out the uh, what do you call it? Trying to take out um, the governor. No, 12 out of the 18 people that were in that plot were FBI agents. The whole the whole uh, justice for January 6th that happened in September. There was one arrest. And that was one federal agent arresting another federal agent because he looked suspicious. So it's not that crazy to say that there might have been professionals meant to actually go ahead and start something and stir these people up. Right. But they don't care if it's BLM or Antifa doing any of this because we've even seen in New York City when Mayor Adams said, uh, the newly uh, sworn in Mayor Adams said that he was going to reinstitute the anti-crime unit, right? To get New York City is burning down, right? It's absolutely ridiculous. There was a, there was um, like just last week they arrested two guys in homeless shelters for for robbing and murdering two other people. They just walked up behind these guys, stabbed them, and took and took all their stuff. And they got them. The guys still had blood on their clothes. Like they, the criminals don't even care anymore. So he said he was going to reinstitute the anti-crime unit, and the leader of the New York City BLM chapter. This guy's well known with his fake like Black Panther necklace or whatever the hell he was wearing. The guy thinks he's a freaking Marvel character talking about we're going to burn the city down if he reinstitutes the anti-crime unit. We're not dealing with this Gestapo. I'm like, first of all, you're not allowed to culturally appropriate Gestapo. All right. I'm both Jewish and German. That is our term. You know, I, I think this guy should be canceled for cultural appropriation. But no one says anything. No one cares. This guy is threatening literally armed insurrection inside of New York City if the mayor decides he's going to enforce the law and allow the police to do their job. Like, and no one talks about it. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely insane. This The state of this country and state of this left-wing media garbage, it's so detrimental to the population that unless something is done, it's not going to get any better. I mean, yes, you could support independent news outlets like us, like Red Liberty Media, like uh, more conservative outlets like Daily Wire. They have enough money. They don't need any more of your money. Uh, any money you were going to give to Daily Wire, please give to us. Um, but it's it's really like, and then they own all the social media. All social media is left-wing bias. So they shut people like us down. We've been shadow banned for years. They're constantly threatening to delete all of our accounts for things that they claim is misinformation and then comes out two weeks later as verified. And there's no strikes taken off the account. It's, it's just... It's a sad state, and if people aren't going to be willing to turn off the TV and do their own research about stuff, or listen, if you don't care, you don't care. I get it. If you just want to live your life outside of the political realm, you go do that. Eventually, it's going to come back to bite you in the ass, but you can go do that. You're a free American. But if you're not willing to listen to opposing viewpoints, it's just things are going to get worse. They're going to get way worse. Yeah, because you're, you're stuck in this in this echo chamber, this culture of fear. I mean, sure, the argument can be said that most people tend to follow uh, news outlets and uh, media that most aligns with their interests. But the majority of the time, you don't really see a lot of pushback um, on mainstream media on Republican sources. This, the, the same cannot be said if, let's say, you have Fox News or you know something like the Daily Caller or, or uh, Daily Wire. You see a lot of people you know, re- trying to refute that on the mainstream media outlets uh, and not the other way around. So, sure, while we might get, while we all might be a bit biased at what we consume, one, one of one half of this argument still gets a lot more, you know, challenged than the other, 
and that at least I like to think requires a lot more critical thinking to try and come up with you know defenses from this. But if you're just constantly being fed and not actually taking a step back and saying, what does this really mean? You know, then you're never really going to be able to grow. I remember now I can't believe it's been two years since 2020 and two years since the initial lockdown of uh, New York City. And I remember writing uh, something along the lines of now the city is locked down. There's going to be violence in the streets. And, you know, a few people started, you know, laughed at it on Facebook. And I said, you just watch. And I said, because you keep a populace down. And that's what they did. They kept the populace locked down for months and months and months. And then, you know, the, the thing with George Floyd happened. And what did you see? You saw the country burn. You saw the country burn for eight months straight. And there is little to no people being held accountable for this. But one day happens. And they acted as if we're, you know, we're in World War Three, We're in Armageddon. They even raised the threat level of the Department of Homeland Security, not for not for any potential outside threats, but because of Americans. And if you look at why they raised the threat level inside the country, it's because they say it's for people who question COVID. It's for people who question vaccines. It's for people who uh, don't think that January 6th was a domestic terrorist organization. This is stuff that you would, uh, you would see in the Soviet Union under Stalin, where he had a little red book where you were encouraged to call on your neighbors. And that's what a lot, a lot of things happen, even in the military. You know, report extremism in the ranks. But extremism in said extremism training was never defined as, well, well, this guy has an anarchy symbol in his room. No, it was never defined as that. But it was like, well, if they kind of support what happened on January 6th, they might be an extremist, so you have to report. Dude, they had surveillance planes over Long Island. On January sixth, like something was like the country was about to erupt, erupt in revolution. It's a right. joke. It's all designed to push the federalization of everything and to push the Democrat Party up and above everything else and to rile up their base because they know they're going to get killed in the midterms if they don't do something. Because mm-hmm. Biden has been an abject failure. And let's segue right into the Biden administration admitting that they have failed in their COVID response and that there is no federal solution. To COVID, Joe Biden, mm. who tweeted about how horrible it was, about two hundred thousand. Every death is, you know, it's all terrible. Like we're not, we're not disputing the terribleness of people dying from COVID, right? That's not what we're doing here. But he tweeted that if there was two hundred thousand people dead under his watch, that he shouldn't be president, right? Well, now he has like four times as many people have died from COVID since then. But he has said that he was going to shut down the virus, right? He had a plan. Trump didn't have a plan. He refused to tell his plan during the presidential debates. Oh, I'm not going to tell you my plan. He didn't have a plan. They didn't have shit. They had nothing. They had absolutely nothing. And they have done nothing. The response has been horrible. Omicron, first of all, the response to Omicron is absolutely ridiculous. Okay? It is literally, literally a mild flu. I know people who have horrible immune systems, who are lifelong smokers, who are just not doing what they're supposed to do. And they're like, oh, yeah, I got Omicron. It was like, I felt like garbage for like three days. Not even like garbage. Like, it was eh. like I had a headache. But I tested positive for Omicron. Like, it's a joke. So, Gabe, what do you, I don't know. I don't know. It's just so ridiculous that he'll get a pass on this too, right? Biden will get a pass on this. Kamala will get a pass on this. He'll blame Republicans, right? Oh, yeah. You'll you'll blame the, the COVID deniers. That's, that's what you'd segregate them as, right? The anti-vaxxers, right? Um, I mean, now I think that the report came out a few days ago. Uh, from today, what's today? Today is the 8th. So there was a report that over 800,000 new cases popped up. And 
what's the answer? What's the solution to this? Well, I'd say a lot of workplaces require you to wear masks and a lot of places require you to social distance. Sure. So then why are places like New York City popping up so much when you have all of these restrictions where people are much more easily coerced into getting their, you know, their upteenth booster? Uh, so why why is it continuing to spread? The implement what you what's already implemented doesn't really seem to be working. Now you can say, well, it's a denser population, you know, so of course it's going to spread. And I agree. So why is it why is it Miami who has a pretty high population? Why aren't they, you know, suffering from this horrible, severe winter of illness and death, as the White House said? It's an honest question, but you're not supposed to question. You're supposed to never question the science, which is actually very anti-science. But anyways. This is just going to be another excuse of saying, well, the the very few um, unvaccinated in New York are the reasons. Now, that's going to be a very interesting argument, because if you look at the numbers, the people who are most skeptical to get the vaccine are not the, you know, the, the white Republicans, the, the oh, so many white Republicans in New York City. It's actually brown people and people who are dark to the So black Americans, Hispanic Americans are the most reluctant to getting the vaccine and you can forget about the booster and now even in college it's not a booster it's a third dose of a vaccine that's not even really a vaccine it's a pre-treatment for covid let's just be honest you're up to the you're up to the fourth now and israel's i think developing the fifth so what's even more ridiculous though is if you have not again they tried to push natural immunity as not as effective as the vaccine because everyone knew it was more effective so people who already had covid didn't want to get it now again probably going to get banned for this it's fine because we're banned on everything already anyway if you or if you had the delta variant of covid you are extremely less likely to get omicron than someone who just has the vaccine everyone i know who has omicron had the vaccine but didn't have covid my fiance and i both had delta half my school was out because of omicron we just tested negative like the third time this week and there was like people in my classroom that were positive. So natural immunity. Yeah, and it said there was this information that came out that said natural immunity is a thing. But when people want to talk about the science, okay, so let's, natural let's immunity do this doesn't whole... get people money though. Pfizer doesn't make of money course. off of natural immunity. Oh, that's a hundred percent correct. I mean, if you look at the, the Pfizer, Moderna, and Johnson Johnson stock before they developed the vaccines, they you know they were you know. They were fine. They were low, and then after the vaccine production came out, they just shot up. And of course, it's it's uh, you know financially beneficial for them. But if this was truly about the science, and we've been saying this for what now two years, yeah. So if this is truly about the science, then why don't we have uh, antibody uh, measures, antibody levels? Instead of saying let's produce your uh, your vaccine passport, say no, no, I don't need that. I have my my antibodies because I already had the um, I already had the virus. So why don't I produce you say uh, this thing? I cannot get it, or I'm I'm uh, you know not able to get it. But of course, it's all about following the money. If you were to tell me that this would work, then I wouldn't need five like four or five booster shots. Not every single year, like the flu. It would be it. This is changing monthly on a month to month basis. We have to start to understand, and this is what the CDC said. We have to start to to understand the concept of actually living with this. But what does living with this actually mean? Does it mean that we're going to constantly get a booster every other month? Does that what living with it means? If not, you're going to be barred from going to school, barred from working, barred from, uh, you know, the supermarket, because that's what's happening. So 
we're going to have to learn how to live with it, but under what circumstances, under what sort of guidelines, which are really just rules, will be put in place. And that really depends on the local governments that you elect, the state, as well as the federal government to really enforce that. I mean, there should be no reason why, you know, they're shutting down small businesses, but you're keeping the, the huge major corporations up. And, and uh, these politicians are also failing on their own uh, guidelines too when they just fly over to the free states. Oh, you know, the free southern states, the free Republican uh, heavy states, they'll tell you, you cannot, don't you dare spend Christmas with your family this year. If not, you're the reason why we'll have a winter of severe illness and health. But then people like AOC will go down to Florida, you know, sipping martinis and think that everything's fine. But of course, listen, I don't know if AOC has a foot fetish or not, but she thinks that people are trying to date her because people are pointing out um, her, what, her fiance's flip-flop choice. So. I'm going to use that from now on. Whenever anyone criticizes me, I'm like, you're just jealous because you can't date me. Like, is she 12 years old? I really didn't want to get into this, but let's just get into AOC. <laughs> let's see, we can even use the rest of the time for this. This is what, first of all, she's a complete idiot. Anyone who says she's not a complete idiot has no idea what they're talking about. Okay. This woman is a moron. And I say that in the nicest way possible. Okay. I'm sure she's a very nice person to her friends, but she's a complete moron. She has no idea what she's doing. She has an economics degree, doesn't know anything about economics, right? Doesn't know what a tax abatement was. She thought that Amazon was going to be gifted millions of dollars by New York City instead of just saying, hey, you don't have to pay taxes on this stuff to bring jobs in. She's a complete idiot. Then she lies about her the whole thing with January 6th, right? She takes a fake photo shoot at the border with kid, about kids in cages wearing all white, fake crying in front of an empty lot. This is the level of intelligence that we're dealing with, right? Then she comes up with some middle school grade BS about, oh, Republicans are just sexually frustrated that they can't date me. Girl, you look like a donkey. Again, no one wants to date you. We want you to out of politics. You are a disgrace to this country. It's just so ridiculous. How do you come with that middle school nonsense? Like, I could have come up with something better than that. I've been like, I was on vacation. Sue me. Like, that would be a better answer. I'd rather her say that. I'd rather be like, I was on vacation. Who cares? Instead of, oh, well, Republicans are mad. They can't date me. Okay. Oh, well, I mean, you know, God forbid Ted Cruz went away for a vacation. And then she, you know, criticized, she criticized DeSantis for going with his wife to cancer treatment. Oh, yeah. It was like, oh, it, it was a, it, there was a meme of, uh, what's his name, uh, Pete Buttigieg. Going out there for maternity leave for seven, eight months. Nobody knew where he was. Nobody cared. Uh, I have to, sorry, I have to re, re, uh, re-emphasize that. But nobody cared that, that the, the, the transportation secretary was gone for close to a damn year. In the middle, of a, tra- put, in the middle of a supply chain crisis. The, the, yeah, the infrastructure crisis. And yet, uh, but, uh, but uh, what do you call it? But DeSantis goes off to, to make sure his wife is feeling okay with cancer. Sorry, flipping treatment. <laughs> Why aren't you back yet? Don't you know the pandemic? First of all, his numbers are pretty low in the state anyways. Second of all, I get it. Being a mother is very hard. And I say that without any sarcasm, as much as my voice might sound like it. I don't know which one considers them to be the mother in that situation. But support your significant other, that's what I'll say. But no job will give you close to a flipping year for this. Meanwhile, he's going over for a couple of weeks to make sure his wife is dying. We can all agree that, you know, the cancer sucks, right? But no, but because it's Republican, you know, it's a Republican uh, uh, woman, a strong, independent Republican woman, you have to, you know, bash her and destroy her and, and put a stain on the DeSantis family. I mean, these people are disgusting. 
I mean, you saw, you know, how 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 uh, horribly they attacked uh, Mike Pence because he said, "Oh, I won't go anywhere with uh, I'll, I won't go anywhere uh, in in a meeting with a woman without my wife," which is more out of like respect for his wife than out of anything else. And then uh, also, I forgot what the other thing was. He called his anyway, wife so, mother. Oh no, 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 not that. There was another uh, instance of actually like chivalry coming from a Republican candidate that liberals. Just, oh yeah, when they tore down Kavanaugh in front of like the whole world. At that point, with the with the uh, with the hearings, like, he raped me, and he was a gang rapist, a serial gang rapist. That isn't just something you're like, sweetie. <laughs> Let's talk about this for a second. You know that's a, that could ruin a marriage. All right, but one last quick segue before we get into the final topic. But I, I just want someone to clarify for me if you can either post a comment on this or something. Um, why would Pete Buttigieg need so much time off for mater- for whatever parental leave? He has someone at home who's there. He can't go to work during the day and then help out when he gets home. They're babies. They sleep, right? Like, I was a baby once. I slept a lot. I understand that they wake up in the middle of the night and all those other things. But he really couldn't come to work at all. Like, come on. Let, let's be it's, real here. It's ridiculous. It's because Buttigieg is the one who carries the milk. He must be. So, and we got banned. Okay. okay. So let, going back to them, you know, failing in this whole response because of COVID, right? They still haven't gotten the at-home tests that are being supposed to be sent to us for free, right? Also, these at-home tests are like complete garbage. They're absolutely ridiculous. I got one through through my job and it's just like the thing looks like it looks like a pregnancy test. It's like, do I pee on this thing or do I shove it up my nose? Like, I'm not sure what the hell going what I'm supposed to do here. But New York, like we talked about, New York, New York State is surging in Omicron. Omicron surging everywhere. Psychotic Governor Hochul, who we really need to pray gets replaced next year. She's just the worst, and she's completely insane. Actually, did something smart and coherent, and talked about how the hospitalization numbers were being overreported because people were being tested for COVID when they came to the hospital, which is understandable, right? If you're trying to prevent COVID infection from rampaging throughout the hospital where there are people who might be receiving cancer treatment or recovering from surgery, you don't want it to spread. But they're being reported as COVID patients if they test positive. So if I go in for a broken arm and I happen to test positive asymptomatically, I get listed as a COVID number. And this is what's been going on the entire time of this stupid pandemic because the money is being funneled, rightly or wrongly so, I believe rightly so, to places with higher COVID infections to help the staff to get, pay for overtime, to pay for equipment, to pay for medicine, all that stuff. Got it. But then you have people abusing the system where I go in because I cut my hand and I need stitches. They test me for COVID. Oh, you, you tested positive. Oh, I'm zero symptoms. Okay. It's uh, we sewed you up. You can go home. COVID. That's what they're doing. And now it's finally being pushed out. And I said this before. We've said this a million times. And again, yes, we, we get shadow banned for saying stuff that later comes out as verified. It, it's just the mm-hmm. way that it is. But now they're talking about reducing the numbers. They're saying by over 50% that COVID cases are being overreported. And then you have mass panic. You have all these people going, I can't leave my home because of Omicron, which again is for most people is extremely, extremely mild. The, the, the uh, World Health Organization with the even newer variant, they're already saying they don't care about it. That's like literally just like the end of it. You have the Danish virologist just talking about this is the end, literally the end of COVID. In two months, COVID will be gone. This is the final variation. It's so weak 
that it Good. doesn't even matter anymore. And you still have people freaking out. We have to wear masks. We have to mandate vaccines to go into a restaurant. It's nuts. It's like people never got sick before COVID. No one died before COVID happened. It's this insane overreaction. And they use this to push out Trump. They use this to, to grab more control over and over again. Hoka with the stupid mask mandates. Thank God I'm in Nassau County. Uh, Blakeman already signed an order making it optional for places, uh, schools to put mask mandates in effect, which again, talk to let the parents in the district decide whether or not that's something that they want. But I believe it's ridiculous to have a, a mask mandate in schools because mask mandate in New York City schools and it's still spreading like wildfire. So obviously it doesn't work. What's the point? Mm -hmm. But Blakeman has already said he is not enforcing the for businesses, the mask mandate. So, you know, businesses that are going to mandate masks now, you know what? You people should not if you don't if if I don't want to shop there, guess what? I'm not going to shop there. I'm going to go to a place that's going to respect my right to not have to wear a facial covering for the flu. Right. I mean, we've said this for again, I can't believe I'm saying this. We've said this for years that there was an overreporting. We also said for I guess for that time period, it could be also be years or certainly months. We've said that the nursing homes were underreporting. So and we were right about that, too. And now it comes out that even Fauci goes on there and says, well, you know, we've been reporting these cases, you know, kind of wrong. And one has to wonder, is he doing this because he's being genuine or is he doing it because it makes the administration look bad? Again, we have we had close to a million new cases pop up, over 800,000 new cases pop up in the United States and around the world. So the numbers keep getting higher. But then you have Fauci reeled out saying, well, you know, we kind of. It doesn't really make sense the way that we're reporting this. So, you know, it's not people who have COVID. It's people who are with COVID. And there needs to be a distinction with that. And we're like, well, holy crap. We've been saying this for how many flipping... How many times have we said this? How many times has there been a little fact check at the bottom of, you know, what we said? Or the little information says, for the CDC guidance on COVID-19, please click here. Under our post, we've had that for so long. But Dude, I get we emails have... saying that they're going to delete our Facebook and Instagram account every single time we post an episode saying that. And now it's just yeah. been confirmed by Dr. Fauci. Like well, the father of science, right, it, it goes on and said it, and it's not even really getting picked up. So, again, my question is to all of this, and I don't know if we're going to end here or not, but my question is, is Fauci really coming clean about how we're testing and the numbers being reported because he's doing it at a genuine you know, love of science and this, this country, or is he doing it to protect the administration from looking horrible? Because remember Joe Biden's, you know, super cool sunglasses on Twitter saying, I have a plan. President Trump does not. And what's his, he was like, uh, what was his name? Like John McCain going up against Obama. I have a plan. It never said one damn thing. And I was like, I wonder why I lost the election. Anyways, like it's all just a huge uh, gaslighting trip. That's the theme of this episode is just consistent gaslighting on the American people. Because they think, the legacy media at least think that you're too dumb to come up with a actual independent thought because you're afraid of being banned, fact-checked, or being ostracized uh, by your by you know your fellow American who's more probably anti-American than you are. Yeah, well, but that's so. the way that it works, right? But this is their last push to push the, the vaccines, the boosters, all this other stuff. Because I know people who just got boosters and then they pick out Omicron. So clearly it doesn't yep. work. It's mm -hmm. a cash grab. And they're like, oh, well, it's free. The insurance company pays for it. Yeah, but that's not free. It's st he's still paying for it. Someone is still paying for it. And who do you think the insurance companies are going to go to after all this is done? They're going to raise premiums. 
because guess what? They're making their money back. That's the whole point of insurance. When you get in a car accident and then the insurance company pays out for the car accident, and then the next month you get your car, your insurance bill, and it's $150 higher, they're getting their money back. That's how insurance works. And if you don't have insurance, oh, the government's paying for it. So your tax dollars are going to pay for it. It's always getting paid for. Nothing is given away for free. People need to understand this. And the fact that they're doing this last push to push as many boosters and all this stuff, which clearly is not preventing the spread of Omicron, it's all a cash grab. It's disgusting. And they came out with the new pill, which is by prescription only. Fine. You have the prescription, right? It's the Z, the COVID Z pack, which I've been talking about forever. That's what you needed. Something where if you get it and it's mild, you can just go get the pill, go home, rest, and then you're fine. That's what they needed. People are always going to get sick and die. People are always going to get sick and die from things like COVID, from things like the flu. You know, everyone's talking about, oh, the flu took a year off. No, because no one was testing for the flu. Oh, well, no one got the flu because of masking. Then how come people got COVID? Oh, well, you don't understand. No, no, I understand. You don't understand. You don't understand you're being played. All this stuff yeah. is for division and for money and all this other garbage. It's done. It's over with. Get over it. COVID is done. All you people who found, oh, well, now I have an excuse to stay home. Well, now I feel so righteous because I wear a mask and I'm doing my part because I got vaccinated. And I'm doing my part because I yell at people on the subway who aren't wearing their masks. And I don't talk to my, my family members because they don't want to get vaccinated and they're anti-science. It makes them feel good about themselves. We talked about this all the time. Leftism is all about useless people trying to make themselves feel good, trying to make themselves feel so self-righteous, right? All those white allies of BLM. Well, I'm helping the poor downtrodden black people who can't help themselves because of institutionalized racism. And that's the way the world works. I'm such a good person. You know, I was, I've been rewatching Seinfeld and this is my last point I'm going to make before we get out of here. And there's the, I don't know, do you ever watch Seinfeld, Gabe? Yeah. Okay, so remember when Babu opens the restaurant, the Dream Cafe, and no one's in there? Okay, and yeah. So Jerry goes down there to eat there, and he orders he orders a turkey sandwich, and he's like, I'm such a good, I am such a good person. I'm doing so, who else would go out of their way to help this guy? He's like, shut up, you jerk, you're eating a turkey sandwich. That's what the mentality is. It's, oh, I feel so good. I'm helping this person. I'm such a great person. It's like, shut up. Just shut up. No one cares. Remember, remember there was a time in New York City, where Mayor de Blasio encouraged people to call uh, the police and emergency services on your neighbor, because, you know, New York City is a bunch of apartments, uh, you know, if you hear them coughing or sneezing too loud. Or if so, you hear them, you know, having parties. Yeah, or if you have it. So remember, this is where we, we came from. This is what we lived through. And this is what people have now realized they can actually get away with. So what does that mean for the next big scare? We'll have to wait and see. It's go we'll along. be here. Just just go along, right? Again, another Seinfeld reference. It's like, yeah, George, I can just see you in 1939's Germany. Come on, just come along. Just go along with it. That's what it is. Just go along with it. Then it'll be over. No, you don't get it. Government overreach doesn't end if you just go along with it. It ends when you stand up and tell them, I'm not doing this. And that's why Nassau County, that's why Blakeman put in that he's not going to enforce the mask order. because. Nassau County goes, hey, we are done with this Democrat nonsense. We're done with the tax rate increases. We're done with the mandates. We're done with all this stuff. We don't want any more Democrat overreach. We want something different. That's how you do it. You have to elect people who are going to stand up for you, and you have to tell people you're not going to stand for their crap. Not, oh, 
if I just do what they ask me to do, eventually they'll, they'll let me have my freedom back. No, that's not the way it works. Yeah, not at all. But again, we'll be here maybe from bunkers next time. Just, you know, something like this comes around. But yeah, well, they'll probably, they'll probably delete, they'll probably delete our Facebook account after this episode. So if uh, they do delete our Facebook, make sure that you check us out on all podcast platforms, Empire State Conservatives podcast. Um, yeah, we'll probably be deleted off of YouTube also. But uh, if uh, Gabe, why don't you give people your uh, social media handles so they can yeah, find yeah, you? you yeah, you can find me on. Yeah, you can find my Getter and Twitter at Baron underscore Montalvo. At uh, that's B A R O N. Uh, you can find me at what is it? On Instagram at Baron Montalvo, uh, and you can just look me up on Linktree or Google my name, uh, Gabriel Montalvo, and I'll give you links to all of the fun things that I've said. Yes, definitely check out all of Gabe's stuff. Gabe's doing a lot of uh, a lot of important things out there in the world. Yeah. <laughs> and make sure, guys, make sure you check us out on Facebook while we're still there at Empire State Conservatives on YouTube and Empire State Conservatives Podcast on Twitter for now at Empire State Cons. Um, again, all podcast platforms, Empire State Conservatives Podcast, our website, EmpireStateConservatives.com for all of our merchandise. All that money goes back into helping us fight back against leftist tyranny about letting us spread the message because we are so severely shadow banned by left-wing social media and make sure to check out redlibertymedia.com. They do excellent work. I mean, I'm part of redlibertymedia.com as soon as I record my first show, but yes, they, we, everybody support independent media. We are the ones pushing back against the left-wing nonsense. So for that, everybody stay safe and don't let fear take your freedom. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.